Hello. Welcome. Cammy Mitch and Taimu. Hello Ooh. again. This is Three Failed Pilots, the semi-decent podcast where three bottom-feeding nerds, two of them live up in Scotland, one of them is a rock star, you know the drill. We talk about the video game industry, the media industry, the geek industry. Basically, we talk about things we like, and we tell the professionals how we think they should do their jobos. And as I said, I am Jacob, the master of ceremonies, the big, beardy, burly boy from Britain. And with me are my two saucy, sexy Scottish soirees called Glen Harry and Rody Scott. Glenn Harry, why don't you say a hello for me? <laughs> Rody. Uh-huh. Rody. Uh-huh. Jacob said semi. Said what? I said Jacob semi. Said, he said semi. Oh. <laughs> 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 Willies. <laughs> anyway, yes, hello. And slash or welcome to Freefield. Yum, Palace. yum, yum. Big Tom yummy. Mm. Is it? I, I don't. I don't. I don't eat Tom yum soup, but my drummer does. Your drummer likes Tom good yum. soup. Tom, it's a Thai. Thai? Is it from Thailand? I have no idea. I'm gonna. It we, like a guy. We, we, we got it in Paisley. Ooh. So it's a guy from Thailand who lives in Paisley called Tom Yum. Aye, it's that's what that's what I thought it it's, was. It's a, then, like, it's we a were, Thai soup. We were at a, it's from Bangkok. We were at the. Like, we were okay. at a takeaway around the corner for a venue we were playing at. So it's a guy named hold... Tom Yum from Bangkok. And the woman, no, the woman Paisley. holds up a no. The woman holds up a bag and shouts, "Tom Yum!" Uh-huh. And Rory went up to get it, and I went, "Rory, that's no yours." <laughs> he went, "Is ordered the Tom Yum?" And I went, "Wait, is a Tom Yum in the bag?" He went, "I know it." Top... Right, I thought, it... I thought she but... was shouting out the name, you know, like in Starbucks. <laughs> Tom Yum. Wait, so... is it Tom Yum? Or yeah, Tom. Tom Yum. Tom Yum. Yum. Okay, same as Tom Young, that's definitely a name. No, this is Tom... It's Tom Young. It's not a name, but it's not as obvious as a name. It's a good soup. And just like Rody has to do with the Indonesian community, I apologise to the Thai community listening to the podcast. I do like Tom Yum soup. They are just not cultured. I've not said anything disparaging about Tom Young. I'm sure Tom Young's a very nice guy. Oh my god. Carry on with the wet glim glen, please. I don't think I want to. Oh... Uh, hello to Tom Yum. Apparently, I've offended you in some way, so. If, I hope you're aye, listening. Tom if, Yum. If, if, if you're listening in the bath, surrounded by lemongrass. Uh, is there lemongrass There's in it? There's lemongrass in it, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. What are we talking about? Podcast? Yes, podcast. Apparently so, yeah. Do you do a podcast? You're in it. Oh, right, okay, aye, that's right, and on the podcast, every You're episode. just not believing in podcasts, Mr. Harry. You're, You're in one! one. <laughs> You're in one! <laughs> Excellent. Aye, in the one I'm in, every episode we talk about some... Some corner of nerd culture, like Jacob was saying, some game series, some film series, some television series series. Uh, we decide that we could do it better than people. So we pick what we're going to talk about, uh, set some rules that Jacob breaks. Of course. <laughs> and uh, then we argue until we decide who's the worst. Cool. So, Rody, what are we talking about? Uh, so, this week we're talking... Uh, so, a bit of a history lesson. Our first episode was about the upcoming Dungeons & Dragons movie. 
Uh, absolutely was. Yeah, how, how how was that film? How was it? So, yeah. Still not Phenomenal. It's re- still not yet. Really? really? Wow. Len, what did, what did I watch? It was it was uh, it was in space. Um, in, I mean, there is a D and D TV in, series that's just started. Mason Critical Role, Legend of Vox Machina, just cool. on Amazon. Yeah. You want something to watch this I, week, Harry? Glenn, Glenn, you watched June. I, I, I watched the film. You watched June. I watched the film. It was in space. In, Tim- in Timothy Chalamet was sewing up Zendaya in front of her boyfriend by acting the fuck out. Of June. <coughs> that, that's right. June. That's what it yeah. was. June. Yeah, it, it, was. it begins with a D, and it's objectively better. June. Yes. So yes, as Rody has said, the first thing we ever did as a group, as a podcast, I wasn't before, finished. Well, I'm saying it was a Dungeons and Dragons thing. So Rody, finish <laughs> off your sentence. Yeah. Try to steal my bet. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first thing <laughs> I ever did was a like Jacob. Yeah, first thing I ever did was a Dungeons and Dragons movie, uh, and we thought, well, let's, let's come back to Dungeons and Dragons because we still we all play Dungeons and Dragons together. Uh, yeah. I'm a dungeon master. That wasn't obvious. Um, Jacob's been... ha- Harry's the uh, Harry's the the wise cracking one, and Jacob's the one that never shows up. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, I figured we um, let's go back to that. I thought I don't know if I want to write a D and D campaign mainly because I don't want to reveal my homebrew until you guys are playing in it. Uh, <laughs> but also because I thought Baldur's Gate three looks really good. Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance looked a bit shit. <laughs> it, it is a bit shite. Yeah, I've heard. Um, but I thought, let's... D&D as a property, right, has a lot of potential, right? And especially, I mean, I'll say this, with Archetype Studios now opening, the stu- which is all ex-Bioware staff, uh, and being owned by... Uh, being owned by Wotsy, Wizards of the Coast, I think that's got a lot of potential for something. Like, we could get like a full-on Bioware-style RPG D&D game, which would be amazing. But... With that being said, the condition of today was that it can't be an isometric RPG because we're ready to get Mulder's Gate 3. Not that that'd be an isometric RPG, but I just wanted to mention back type should do this. And now that I've mentioned the concept of the kind of Bioware RPG, that's exa- I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say it up at my actual pitch. <laughs> if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, um... You start off, you build your character, you know, you choose his race, you choose, or her race, or their race, whatever. Oh, yum, yum. And you choose, you know, you choose a race, oh, you know, yum. choose what they look like. You don't choose a class yet, or at all. Uh, and then they kind of, you, you find yourself one of the most famous, uh, one of the most famous cities in all of, uh, of Faerun, of the Forgotten Realms. I don't know, I can't remember. <clears throat> oh, um... You find yourself in the City of Splendors, Waterdeep. Oh, yay! I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, I've ran that campaign. <laughs> nice swimming pools. It's, it's near Fife, isn't it? Uh, it's, 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 it's a bit close at the bottom, <laughs> mate. <laughs> but yeah, you find yourselves there. And you know, you, you start with your kind of custom character. Uh, let's, let's, for the purposes of this... Um, in fact, you, know, you do choose a class as well, why not? Yeah. Oh, yum. Let's say for the, for the purposes of this... His name is Mighty Tim, okay? Mighty Tim, oh, what a wonderful yeah. character. I'm already loving and, uh, it. You know, so you... you and you find yourself... Uh, you, you find yourself... Open, what, the start, you open this document, and it's a deed. It's a deed for a building in Waterdeep. 
Who killed it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you now find yourself the owner of a bar in Waterdeep, a tavern in Waterdeep. Um, for the purpose of this video, let's just refer to it as Mighty Tim's Rim Bar, because you're now to remember Waterdeep. Water uh, can we not? No, that's what I call it. Okay. okay. Um, and, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, being the, t- and basically you play the role of the typical tavern owner, and, you know, in any D&D campaign, a retired adventurer, and, you know, you've got to, like, it starts off just a simple tavern simulator, where you're just pouring drinks, to start with, you've got to actually get the tavern ready, so you've got to clean it up, you know, kind of, maybe, like, uh, fight off a ghost in the basement, because obviously it's, it's an old building, so it's got to be haunted in a D&D campaign, you know? Of course, that's the way it works. This, yeah. This wouldn't be based in anything at all, would it? Um, well, the start of it is slightly based on Waterdeep Dragon Heist, but it goes away for that, don't worry. Oh, is it? Right, yeah. okay. Slightly. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, but it does actually, it does, it does get away from that. I just use that as a basis for the start of it. Because that's like a nice wee start to... You know, so you build up your bar, and then you, you decide what kind of bar you want to have. You decide, like, themes and things. And you, you have to go out and you have to advertise your grand opening. And that's just part one of the game. And then, you know, then you do like this kind of tavern simulator thing. And, you know, you start to fi- what you start to find is you start to find that you get regulars. And you've got to try and remember what they like. And maybe some of them, knowing that you're a former adventurer, will ask you for advice. And occasionally you have to like, break, break up bar brawls. So generally you're just going to run your tavern, but there's a kind of social element to it as well. And as I say, obviously, you've done all your advertising and that. And that, that can't get stopped, you know, you have to keep adding to your bar and building to it and you know making it more impressive and eventually if you reach a certain if you reach a certain level you know you find yourself inheriting another building and eventually you find yourself taking over the yawning portal you know the biggest tavern in all of Faden. the one with the large hole in it the one with the big portal in the middle yes <laughs> and this is where it gets kind of really interesting. So you built up all this to now. You've learned all the kind of bar management elements. What will happen in the Yawning Portal is... Eventually things will start to come out of the portal. Ooh. And you basically just got to use the party of whatever, whoever, whoever is in the, the tavern. So see if you've remembered all your, like, these kind of like, would-be regulars orders well and you've given them good advice. And they came back for their adventures alive and they still like, they still like your service. Then you get like a really good party. But if you haven't, then you just get kind of scraps and you've got to make do what you can. Um, and basically, like, obviously, if the, you know, if the monster um, destro- destroys a bunch of the bar, you've got to go and appear that, so then you're back to more management. And it's like each se- each section will lead up to this, and there'll be like kind of like, it'll be kind of like going up in scale every time. So maybe you start off with like, with like you know, just a few goblins jump up. Then you fight, you know, an ogre. Then you fight like a like a, a, a I don't know a white dragon one wing, and it just builds up and up and up until at the very end, like you know, the mad mage himself just climbs out and he's like, right, who keeps killing up? Who keeps killing all my minions? And that's looking a final boss. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and, and there is obviously a pot point out down there, but you don't even get to see any of it. You just see like the you get you learn about the pot from adventurers who go down, and maybe the better you treat your adventurers the less allies some of the boss kind of boss monsters have got. Because they're going down there kind of taking care of some of them for you because they're going to the actual dungeon below through the portal. And, and they come back and they kind of talk to you about it. And you learn about the actual port just from conversation with adventurers. That's so like, cool. that's why it's, yeah, it's important to pay attention 
because Aye. obviously you get better allies. But also, the other benefit as well is that you actually earn the pot through that. Yeah, that I started like that. as a total joke, and then I thought it became a really cool idea. No, 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 <laughs> that is a cool idea. I like it. So, is that your whole pitch? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not really much to it. That's pretty simple. Okay. You know? Is it alright if I go first, Glenn? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, uh, sorry. Glenn, is, Feel free, thank eh? you. <laughs> so, Rody, I like this pitch. I like this game. This is a game that I would play. Genuinely, I would play the fuck out of this game. I would love playing this game. And I do have one problem with your pitch, though. Why is it? The way you've described this game sounds like uh-huh. it would be perfect as a CRPG. Isometric. It's not. I know. I actually picture some, it. I know, less, but the way less. I'm picturing it in my head is like that kind of isometric RPG where you go around the bar building stuff up, uh-huh. and then when the enemies come in, you, you get to have your regulars go, I ain't help you! And then they suddenly become playable characters. It In my I head, it- I don't know... It's probably just my brain's fault, but in my head, I'm imagining this as an isometric RPG. Oh, that's not how I planned it. Um, I, no, I, I was say, I was thinking that as well because see what I was thinking. See if you, see if you build a character and uh-huh. pick your class and all that. How's it no? How's it no an RPG? Well, it's, you're it's not a... really going out and adventuring. You're taking care of your bar. But the way your guy's pres- just there. He's like it's, a weak guy that's just but... there to do his bit. But the way the camera, but, but an RPG, I, I would say an RPG isn't dependent on adventuring. RPGs uh, are pretty open-ended at this point. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll counterpoint Glenn saying, you know, it still can be an RPG, but the way I'm imagining it is the isometric top-down view CRPG kind of thing. I mean, See, how are you I'm imagining just it? In your more head? like, I guess this is really just open to deputation. I envision the kind of combat and the visuals of it more like Hades than anything. Well, it's got the same kind of visual style as Hades. And so the kind that... of movement and the like, and the way you use your abilities or something like that. that... Well, obviously you have the kind of... Because if you think Hades what's with like the kind of home area, that you can do various things and then you go into... The... You don't go into a dungeon, that's obviously just random fights in your bar. Um, but that's more how I envisioned it. So the gameplay would be a bit more Souls-like then? Dad, don't say that because that's not accurate. No, no, no. The game, the game. I'm just doing this basis term. The gameplay would be dodgy, not dodgy. Really. So would it be turn based, tactical? No, it'd be more like Hades isn't a Souls like. That's a conversation. It'd be faster. For, that's a conversation for another time. Is, but that kind of game. Is Hades. Is Hades like Diablo? No. No, no. It's it's more fast and it's more like. Um, and it's more like, enemy, and I'm, I'm viewing that as like, obviously you have your big boss, but there's enemies that spawning out of the portal as well. So you have to try and like deal with them as they come out. So um, this, this, is, this is my main crux of my point, is that it, it feels a bit more like an isometric CRPG kind of thing. Like I've been playing a game, Expeditions Rome, where you uh-huh. have to build up your, um, your war camp and things like that. So it kind of reminds me of that when certain events happen, okay. characters that you like will go, I'll help you out! They become playable characters, and it kind of reminds me of that. And if, if, if. That's why I need you to convince me otherwise, because if. Okay, yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's more like. It's more, it's more action based in the sense that you're running around, you know. 
Um, and it's faster than a Souls-like. Um, it probably does have a similar kind of viewpoint, if you look at how Hades' viewpoint is, but it's also it's going to be more kind of that kind of animation style. Um, so it's not going to be turn-based, it's not going to be real-time with pause, it's going to be all in real-time. Do you control uh, the characters who decide to join you, or are you just no, controlling your no, character? No, you just control the one. But they okay. make it easier. Okay. So, kind of like Hades slash Moonlighter, more roguelike I don't know what Moonlighter is. Moonlighter's a similar yeah, it's game. More, it's, it's, the gameplay is more roguelike, yeah. And it's okay. faster and okay. more action-based. In which case, yeah. I'll greenlight it because... I didn't want you to break your own rules. I'm greenlighting it because of the road. Like, okay. That that was my It probably only... would have been better as an isometric RPG, to be yeah, honest. But, uh, yeah, it might be, but that's the way you're going to play it. That's the way you're going to yeah. play it. I'm still going to greenlight it. That being said, Hades is absolutely not a Souls-like, and we need to have this discussion because it's not. Hades that's... is actually fun. I, I, I think Dark Souls is fun, so shush. But that's just the Dark, game. Dark, 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 Dark Souls is... Eh. Uh, dodge... Maybe the Dark Souls you've played, but you can play Dark Souls fast. But anyway, conversation you for can. a different time. You can. You, you can. Anyway, conversation for a different time. Harry. Oh, oh, like it sounds cool, but I just don't see how it's anything other than than what Jacob saying, eh? Oh, but isometric RPGs are turn-based, not turn-based necessarily. Well, it can not be always turn-based. It can be the time of pause, it can be more... It's more It's more command-based, is what I would say. Whereas this is going to be more input-based, and it's going to be a bit faster, and it's going to be a bit more like... Uh, and obviously, you play your role, and, you know, you, the way your allies come into it is, let's say you're playing a healer, you can try and heal them, or if you're playing like a... If you're playing like a barbarian or a fighter, you're probably trying to be more of a tank. If you're playing a rogue, you're trying to stick around. So it's going to be a lot more action-based in the combat. It's just going to be more well, of a... All this... Oh, less while pouring paints. No, you put the paints before that. You have to prepare for the fights. And the better you do, the right. easier it'll be. Right. So, so what less is is <laughs> is the the bastard child of Hades and Papa's Burgeria. Yes. And the side um <laughs> gigs in Fable. Yeah, <laughs> that was part of it as well. And uh, did did anyone ask for that? I mean, no, but what I actually wanted to do felt would just, it didn't, what, what I actually, I actually wanted to do a big Eber on RPG, because I thought that'd be different, but I thought, well, that's not funny, so, right, you right, know what I mean? Right, so, 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 so you said, so you said no RPGs, then you did two RPGs? No, no, I didn't you say said no, no isometric RPGs, RPGs. RPGs, there's a difference. Yeah. I know, I know, I know there's a difference between type of RPGs. Like, I wanted to do a big kind of Bioware style choice based, like, third person over the shoulder um Eberon RPG but I thought that's what everyone would do. No maybe not Eberon. I just want to do Eberon because I think the sentence cool. Yeah. So I wanted I mean, to do something it, unique it, and something that at least would be entertaining and unique. It's, it's, it sounds <coughs> kinda cool but put, putting aside the like, will it be a CRPG or no? Putting aside that for a bit. Yeah. I think the for me, the biggest thing apart from that is it, it sounds kind of cool, mm-hmm. and you know, I I, I kind of like those games. Uh, I'll, I'll bring stuff a bit later as well. I kind of like those games where yeah. you know you're just, you're in it, uh-huh. and you have to listen to things. I should also point find, out, see the um, see the kind of more like, like kind of bar management sections. They're more like visual novel based. They're more point and quite kind of visual novel, and then it gets kind of action heavy during the actual fight scenes. Oh, 
don't, 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 don't think you can get it to me just by saying the words point and click, because it nearly worked. No, it's true. That's, that's how I envisioned it. <laughs> at least the conversation I don't know, right. Maybe when you're out with fire see, on that, but, you but actually have to fire the, like apart combat. The, apart from the whole, is it a CRPG thing, whatever. Uh-huh. The, the, the biggest thing I have to say about it uh-huh. is that the fact that you, you start doing the bar work somewhere else. Uh-huh. And then you get to the Yawning Portal. And then the story happens if you pay attention, and then the mad mage turns up. Yeah, actually, turn on the bar stuff to, in order to get to the other stuff. I I just think that's like, it's like I, I just I, I think that would just feel like you've built a game, and then you've tacked on like a two-hour prologue for new reasons. It's not two hours. It's like a short prologue to like explain that. And to be fair, like and like maybe like the way like you would handle that is you'd have like. An adventure getting now, then you double week in a combat scene there to just kind of get it. But, like, obviously, you need to get to the unimportant to actually get to the kind of monster side of things and have the mad major pain at the end. Because they've got the portal. Ah. Maybe in the, <coughs> in the first bar, you can just have a hole in the floor that big rats come out of. Ah, you have things like that, yeah. But, again, it's like. But that's more about teaching you the kind of. The the barn because obviously there's a lot to follow they were having to pay attention to conversations and the like so I feel like that's more about like teaching you that side of it because the kind of combat side of it everybody's played a kind of action game before where you're just pressing buttons you know what I mean you can figure that out as you go but the actual kind of following Aye. and paying attention side of it that's the bit you can tell him so, so what happens uh, what happens at the end when the mad mage turns up you kill him right is that the end of the game yeah. ooh you did it until until the, until the DLC, obviously, you know. It, it just seems like it, it just seems like it's. <laughs> it, it seems it seems like it's missing a lot for me, doesn't it? Until the Xanathar yeah. DLC. <laughs> ah, do, don't don't be wrong. I'm not pretending this is anything amazing. It's a this is this is no, absolutely okay. a fifteen pound Steam game. You know what I mean? A mobile title. Aye, aye. I just think for me, Lino, it sounds a bit disjointed between the two sections, between the two styles. <clears throat> the goal isn't that's like alright if you paid attention here's the mad mage turns up if you don't know who the mad mage is eh, kill him and fuck you aye that's, that's the idea so, so I think to be fair I don't know who the mad mage is this, I think that would promote time, like replay though for people who didn't get the first ending that'd promote replay value well it would maybe promote me to replay something else also his name's Halston Blackcoat just so you know ha <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, right, Halister Blackcoke, can we leave that right? It's certainly that, it's definitely Halister, isn't it? Well, it's definitely Blackcoke, that's what we're better. Alright, well, there we go. There we go. We're alright there, okay. now. Teamwork, teamwork. Yeah. Uh, and now, as if to cement our teamwork uh, for time immemorial, I'm giving you a red light last week. That's fair. Because I, I wanted to do something else, and I th- but I was, as I was going through it, I thought, this is too obvious. Like, I want to do something a bit more fun. Because I thought that, I, I, like, don't be wrong, right? At some point there needs to be a full D&D kind of, like, RPG done in that kind of style. Do you know what I mean? Like, the kind of, kind of Greedfall, like Mass it. Effect, Dragon Age style. But everybody could do that and I wanted to do something fun. So, you know what? It's whatever. I, I made this in, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. maybe, maybe less than that. All right. So, yeah. red light from Glenn, a green light from me. Glenn, is it all right if I go second? Because I, I like my idea this time. It's smashing if you go see. Okay. That's the case you should save the best for last time. If you're so happy, so proud of it. I don't know it's the best, but I like it. Okay, okay. But make so, sure like mine's isn't he amazing. I I learned 
from last time. When I tried to do a callback, I got a bit too silly. And although I loved it, I think that the the green light didn't come my way as a result if I'd have taken it back a bit. So, what I'm going to do... You're the Godzilla, bitch. You're Spider-Godzilla. Yeah, when you, when you ruined Rhodey's Spider-Man. Because <laughs> so, that's what you're referring to. There was no way that was ever getting a green light. So I don't know what, you, what you've reflected on, but you've clearly taken the wrong lesson. Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> so, I'm going to start off by asking you, have you ever played the PlayStation 2 game Shadow of Rome? No. Really? No. Okay. So just... I've never heard of it. It's really, really good. It is a game <laughs> ahead of its time. It, it was a game of two halves, really. One half was all about exploration, um, mm-hmm. sneaking around, learning things, and basically um, investigating. Okay. And then the other half was bloody hack and slashy combat death. And it was really good because okay. you had these two stories going side by side of a, a Roman centurion fighting to reclaim his lost honor, eventually going into the arena and fighting and winning, and his friend the son of a senator who's been framed for Julius Caesar's murder trying to find the true killer. So both oh, those stories were... Julius Caesar murdered? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Spoiler. But both those stories oh, worked in tandem and I thought it was really, really good. Now, this is a video game. It's a D&D video game. But also, it is a movie tie-in to my Chris Pratt film from last year. Okay. This is where I'm doing the callback. It is a game of two halves. The first half, you play as Chris Pratt or whoever B-list actor they got to voice Chris Pratt's semi-likeness in the game. That's that's not even a that's Chris Pratt. That's what I meant. Same difference. Chris Chris Pratt can voice Chris Pratt. So if you do not remember, if you do not remember from the first ever podcast episode, my D&D movie was an adaptation of the infamous Chick Tract, which is a comic book about how D&D causes people to go towards Satan and how D&D is satanic and Chris Prine's character gets tempted by the evils of D&D and then he then discovers that the entire world is a D&D game run by the Illuminati. So, cool. We got that. The first half of this game, you play as whichever B-list actor they got to replace Chris Pine, because he dropped out of my project. Chris Pratt voicing Chris Pine. Chris Pratt voicing Chris Pine, or whatever. You (laughs) investigate these Illuminati organizations, similar to, like, Phoenix Wright, where you, like, look at the area, see if you can find things. L.A. Noir, where you pick up um, different clues, you put them together. And also the Sherlock Holmes games. I love the way that you can tie the clues into each other. So you're okay, trying cool. to you're trying to find out exactly what this D and D organization does, how powerful they are, and as each bit goes, you discover more and more crazy things. Like, did you know that the Prime Minister of the UK is a dungeon master, and it, that's a big revelation? And the second half, you actually play these D and D games, where you are whichever class that you decide at the beginning of the game. Let's say I don't know a barbarian with a big axe, and you're going around swinging your axe and blood is spurting everywhere these monsters die. All the while, they are screaming in such awful pain that even though it's fun to slaughter, 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 you start thinking, what the fuck am I doing? This is a bit this is a bit too graphic for me, really. You get more and more powerful, and the more powerful you get, the more uncomfortable 
these killings make you feel and as the investigations go on you discover like it's higher and higher up the world is run by these illuminati things and then you need to make the ultimate choice at the end whether to stay on the true righteous christian path to bring down the D illuminati or embrace the darkness and become in real life this barbarian with a sword and you unleash the demonic horde upon the world it's, it's, it sounds like fun. Harry, can I take this one first? Is that right? Aye. I'm going to use the same criticism you used to mine, because I oh. think it's even more applicable here. What do you mean? It's an over-the-shoulder hack and slash, like Devil May Cry. Okay. No, 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 not, not the criticism you, you took. I meant the criticism I had to mine. Oh, okay. This feels really two disjointed ideas. It doesn't feel like... like I thought the investigation side of the Phoenix ride, I was, right thing, I was really into that. All I didn't right. see how you get to the kind of hack and slash stuff. It just didn't. It it, it felt like a, it so, felt like two different games that are weirdly disjointed. So um, the way that Shadow of Rome did it in a couple of segments, which I thought was fantastic, mm-hmm. where your character goes to the um, what are they called the gladiator place, the arena, and sits down, Coliseum. and then the Colosseum. Fuck's sake! Uh-huh. You sit at the Colosseum, yeah. and then your perspective changes the over-the-shoulder thing of the general as then yeah, he charges yeah. into battle so what i was imagining it is that chris prine's b-list knockoff sits down at a table with the illuminati members you go okay. inside the table and then you are the barbarian it feels like so it all happens at once then that feels like a really weird shift as well to be honest like mm, i it, it, it feels like two games it worked in Shadow of Rome, and I genuinely, if you haven't played it, get yourself a completely legal copy of the game. Don't download it from an emulator, which I'll link in the Discord server for you to download later. <laughs> yeah, that just mate. <laughs> <laughs> it is well worth it. It is such a good game, and the, um, it, it does work. I, I only know from experience whether or not it'll work for me on this idea. Yeah. I don't know, but it works in this context for that game. I think if I think if there was more joining it together, like there was like it just feels like it'd be very jarring to go from like this investigation to just I think that's just like a sudden jarring effect. I don't for me, like those are two very, very different genres and I'm looking for two very different things when I got them. Okay. Um and I think for me that would be a bit too much. What about you, Harry? You anything to jump in on that or Something similar, uh, yeah, didn't get how the two were related. Yeah, I don't really get it. Like, and see if you're saying he just sits down and plays with them, that feels like it's going through. It's not even as if it's throughout, it's just a, a very quick shift. And see if I was playing that and I was really into the kind of investigation side of things, I'd be like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be, okay, like, no, I, I understand the criticism. Cool, I Th- this was like, the yeah, idea that was in my head because I was playing yeah. Shadow of Rome. Sorry, Glenn, you go. Uh, like, you know, with the investigating thing, it looked like you'd maybe get, like, you know, that cool side of thing for The Witcher. Aye, I thought it was something cool. But, but, like, you know, in a kind of D&D setting with, like, places and characters and dice rolls that you love and know. Okay, it reminds me, he's, he's set in the real world, he's trying to figure out how D&D gives people satanic powers, but, like, it, it's, it started as a really cool idea, and then it just felt a bit too jarring for me, not going to lie, Jacob. That's... Okay. Understood. That's where I stand in it. Um, it's a shame because I, I genuinely was really into this idea. I was really into like as much as the premise is ridiculous and it's about like a pitch you did over a year ago. <laughs> um, 
I, I, I genuinely mean, thought it was interesting, the... and then, you know, ugh. I like that you've called it back into that. And, yeah. you know what? Five points for not turning up, plugging in your microphone, and then saying, I don't get in, fucking... Spiderzilla. Godzilla. <coughs> dice. Right. Game, you know. <laughs> oh. No, that no. nice. You know, it, it, it's a good idea that just... I think mine's probably the same. It's a good idea that just... It needs to fall better. Okay. So that's I, so I'd give you a red light for that reason, but I don't know about Harry. Aye, uh, I kind of I can feel the same this week. And uh, Jacob, I don't feel good about it this week, because I genuinely feel like you've tried. I genuinely feel like... I, there's like it's there's, a, there's an embryo of a good idea that's just not you know what I mean no especially since you clearly were happy with it yeah it, it's I, still a game I would play so you know I give myself a green light yeah, that, I mean that's, that's fine that doesn't mean anything <laughs> you, you, can, you can play it like, I, you I, can play it Jacob I, I, I actually don't feel bad about it Jacob this week but I feel like I can have to because it's <sighs> Yeah, sadly. Um, and that's fine. I mean, like, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a red light this week, Jacob. But I'll also give you a wee cuddle. Oh. All right. Yeah. One red light, one green light for Rody. Two beautiful blurst reds for me. Last but very much not least, please save us from this madness. We have Glenn. Ooh. So that was me just running away dead. Green light. It just did. That was you. That was you giving your pitch an orcish. Amazing, mate. Green Hi. light. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, now on to the plugs. Um, <laughs> no, so, so you know, I, I was thinking about this for a while. I thought, where do I go? Let's let's not a uh, a CRPG or even a, a vaguely RPG with a D and D game. Yeah. I feel like that's what most people would expect. And so what I did to get out of the like in the zone I was thinking is, I went out with his own. I kind of prefer when I'm playing D&D as well. Yeah. So, like, obviously there are many different flavours and settings to the game. The, the biggest one being the one I prefer, which is, you know, vaguely medieval fantasy. You know, swords and shields and axes and yeah. magic and shit. Like, um, I'm... I'm quite pro... I'm, I, I'm quite, like partial to the kind of high fantasy that's what i think is it's most fun Aye. when it feels Aye. like I, I i i think you go into D D thinking that you'll like the kind of the epic kind of massive adventures but then it's, it's it, that's not what the appeal is at all but the end like not that i don't love Aye. a good story like obviously me and harry are playing through Curse of strad right now and um Aye. it is tr- like we are invested in count strad and we're just gonna go and stuff but Aye. i think when you like but to you compare it to what i'm running on a saturday call from the deep I think with like Call from the Deep, the appeal of that is definitely more so. It, not that the kind of what's going on with like you know in the background with the mind players and the kind of the cracking like that. I'm sure that's interesting, but that's all happening in the background right now. But I feel and you guys probably comment that's more as players in that campaign. I feel the appeal of that's more you get a boat and you can go do what you want and you can just have a fun time and it's all about character Aye. interaction. Absolutely. Not that not that Costa Strad doesn't have that, but I feel like it's got more of a kind of strong narrative. 
Um, and I think that shows you how there's so many directions you can go. You know exactly. Um, exactly. And I think high fantasy kind of like fits that more. It can do both, but I feel like when you're doing the kind of more swords and shields kind of just on the road, not murder hope one, but it gives you more time for like character interaction and like that's yeah. Aye. Anyway, sorry, go ahead, Glenn. So, so, so I've went for one of the kind of different kind of typical settings of it. Oh, and also, first of all, uh, I'm going to do a small callback as well. Remember how when I did my first D&D pitch, uh, I did the thing with the dice? Yes. Where I let the dice pick. Uh-huh. But I'm not I'm not doing that. Aww. But I'm just going to roll a handful of dice anyway because I think it sounds Yay! good. Yay! Okay. <laughs> you ready? You ready? That's done something, didn't it? I dropped my microphone, that's why. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Uh, okay, I'm ready to try that again. Did you catch that? It sounded like you were eating crisps. It, it did sound like you were eating crisps, but I'm... <laughs> well, that was me shuggling them in front of you. Oh, that okay. was me just... Well, I had fun. Okay. Good. That one. I had fun. Um, no, I didn't get any ones. I got a. Oh no, I got I got a one in my six. Oh okay. Uh, I got a. I got a fifteen on my twenty. Ah, uh, but you forget you've yeah. got a minus fourteen intelligence. <laughs> that's right. I've got a minus. I've got a minus thirteen to random dice rolls. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was fun. Let's do that again next year. Okay. I'll sellotape my microphone in before we do. Hi. So enough of that. Uh, I'm going for a kind of different setting, mm-hmm. and you'll see. I'll actually give you quite a kind of, you know, I'll, I'll give you the cinematic control here. Okay. So it's quite a very kind of a spooky opening to set the scene. Yeah, go on. Imagine a kind of, you know, like the cut scene. The camera kind of flies in over a stormy ocean. It's actually quite stormy. The wind's getting up now, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. It's actually yeah. Just, like. I'll just actually. Go on to Spotify and play like a hurricane by Neil Young. Oh no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. It's fine. It's fine because I've got like four different versions of that songs and all the CDs and Neil Young records I have. And, and, so, and just in case Neil get, Young changes get, stands between now and then, because obviously that Scott podcast recorded live, you know. Clearly. Jacob, edit, edit, edit it in here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> yeah. Aye. So the camera's going to flee in, you know, over a very stormy ocean. Throwing a paddle steamer around. That's no high fantasy. You don't get you don't get them in. Mm-hmm. Custostrad or Faerun or... Well, Custostrad or sometimes, you, you, sometimes get, you sometimes get your ships in that. I think that's a bit weird, but that's what I'm doing. I'm going even weird than getting paddle steamer boats and all that. Okay. You know, it's tossing and throwing it around perilously close to the dark, rocky outcrops. And looming above, just atop a sheer cliff face, in a small number of buildings around a deserted courtyard. This is going to be the recently shut down Dwarven Migration and Detention Facility. Okay. And high up in the clock tower of such building, you're going to see an armoured dwarf held captive by a hooded tiefling. No, what the wall? And they're kind of doing the, you know, the Classic wizardy stuff with the hood up over a bubbling cauldron. <gasps> no! And they're adding in all your, you know, your, your newt's legs, mm-hmm. your toadstools, your white pepper and chilli flakes. 
Oh, sorry, that was a, that was a Tom Young recipe I was reading. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> is Tom Young a wizard? But, you know he's. I saw he is. Ah, he's some guy, man. So he makes a makes a cracking soup, and he's a wizard. Wow. Yes. I mean, there's no much difference between a soup and a potion, isn't there? No. I don't think about it. Okay. Right. <laughs> you go, you go to Tom Yum restaurants, restaurants, and it's like, and he's like, <laughs> that sounds like a sitcom, man. <laughs> you go to Tom yeah, Yum's restaurant, know. and he's like, and he's like that turkey's minion. The, the sous chef is like, where did you put the potion, the potion of immortality? In the uh oh, and you just and, and you and you you just see like, this family out, way out drinking it, and they all turn into witches. Yeah. You go. Excuse me, waiter. This is an empty bowl. Goes. Oh no, it's just uh, that's just the invisibility spaghetti. <laughs> oh. We should do a Tom Yum Tom Tom Yum's restaurant patch episode. Tom Yum's restaurant. Yeah, Tom. absolutely. Aye. <laughs> Anyway, Sorry. I don't know what's going on in the cutscene conveniently for us. The tiefling's going to be explaining himself to the dwarf as he goes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. <laughs> Turns out that they're a necromancer. Oh. And they're up to some necromancy. Oh. And just as he adds in the chili flakes and lemon grass, there's a flash! Round in the screen. It kind of blows everything out, it smashes the glass and all that, knocks the dwarf <coughs> over on, on his chair that he's tied to. Uh-huh. The tiefling crawls back up to the cauldron with his skin blasted off one side of his face and his, his horn all burnt and all that. To reveal that the very thing of his necromantin was Flash itself. Welcome to Birdies and Bunkers, the D&D browser-based golf flash game. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay, go on. So it's a, it's a golf game. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, a, and a flash emulator. In a D and D game, <laughs> nice. And it, you know, it's going, to, it's going to take you around all the, all the classic D and D locations. Uh, I'd actually thought maybe you could start in the Yawning Portal. Right, okay. You know, you could be you could be playing golf, you know, through Quiz Night. Oh, and nice. you can you can be like knocking into people's glasses, you know, full of holes at the end yeah. and all that. And you can even wait until because it's kind of like background characters in it, you know. And so, like, if one of them is just wearing like. Leather armor. You hit the ball off them, it just drops to the ground. Mm-hmm. If they're wearing plate armor, it'll bounce off, and you can use it to ricochet the ball back and stuff. <laughs> All right, okay. And you know, then you finish. You finish those levels, and you jump into the John and Portal itself. Mm-hmm. And you can end up uh, at the library at Candlekeep. The library at Candlekeep. I thought that would be fun. Even wait, wait, wait. Like, so you uh, jump in at the John and Portal, and you know, and you meet, you meet a, a wizard there. It's Alistair Blackcoke, Tom Yum. I'll get to him. No, oh, okay. Right, fair enough. I'll get to him. Uh, you know, the library at Candlekeep, that could be fun. You have to play golf really quietly. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, little one comes in each year. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, little one's not like a super popular character. He is, he's a, an, <coughs> he's an ogre who has a, 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 a I believe he's an ogre. Or is he, yeah, he is an ogre. He's who's got right. a, uh, a headband of, inte- of intellect, and he's now uh, consci- fully conscious and aware, and he just loves books. Oh, play. Yeah. And we love him. We do love him. In this podcast, we love little one. True. So if so if you if you bounce the golf ball after him, maybe you can knock his circle after him into a normal logger and just watch him wreck the place again. <laughs> That's fun, isn't it? I'd like that. <laughs> I'd like that. 
uh, other places we could go from there. Uh, I thought I thought the traveling bazaar, you know, in and around the traveling bazaar in Avernus. Okay. That would be cool. You'd have to like knock it through people's stalls, you know, like catch it in a hanging rug and then drop it to the ground and roll it along, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe a maybe a common scamp can pick up the ball and run away with it. And, you know, you have to chase them and kill them to death with golf clubs. <laughs> so you know, just to bring the D and D back into it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, and the cool thing is, right, is is, is, is uh, how's this for replay value? Because once you finish it, once you get to the end, then you can replay it as a class character. Oh. What? So you can replay it as a class. <laughs> character. So the ball. Pick, so you can pick like you know a bard, or a warlock, or a sorcerer, and you can play golf using their kind of special things. So maybe you know the, the balls near the edge of the hole. Is a bard, you can strum a mighty power chord on your loot. And the shockwave will just push it in a little bit, you know? Push it into the hole. Like, you can magic missile it and you get three hits. Exactly. If, if, if you're a wizard, you can magic missile it and just get like three free shots. They just move the ball a little bit each time. Or if, you know, if you're, a, if you're a paladin, you can just toss the ball up and hit it with your sword like a baseball. That should just divine smite in the ball. Aye. Absolutely, you know. So you basically have power drive. Pretty much, aye. You have selected. Power drive. <laughs> May I suggest Divine Smite? <coughs> you have selected Power Drive. Simpsons references. Yes. Oh. I'm here for it. Always. Uh, and like you know, you can you can unlock like legendary items to use as your golf clubs as well. So, you know, like, instead of just using a normal golf club, which you start with, you can use, like, the rod of seven parts. Like, call back. Yeah, call back. And, you know, you can, like, put another part on it for each different power level you want. Up to seven. <gasps> uh, or, you know, you can use, like, a mace. Just absolutely abri- obliterate the bastard. Fun things like that. Mm. And I thought as well, what would be cool? Is at the end, you gain access to the to the player creator, you know, like the kind of user map editor. Uh huh. And obviously, with enough folk playing that, you would have for a while anyway a near endless supply of random challenge levels, basically that people have made to be. Oh, so you can like have community you know, levels. Like, yeah, community levels. Yeah, so you know they can build their own trick shots, and they can build their own courses, or you know, with loop de loops and backflips and ricochets and bouncing it off people and all that and crackings mm. shit like that and because that's going to be you know kind of getting the random one each time or you can look for like you know you can search for keywords like trick shot or long shot or whatever that, that part is going to be called uh, golf course of the mad mage <laughs> Okay. It's a mad I mean, mage again. Like, I would say that's like more of a Cenerax thing. You know, he, he builds dungeon. big dungeons, but okay. That was too. Aye. I just thought it would be like Callister's endless dungeon. Uh, I mean, yeah, but oh, I mean, a Cenerax oh entire thing is building. He built with the Tomb of Horrors and built with the Tomb of Annihilation. He, he built dungeons, Aye, but that's he his thing. can get fucked. And no one knows who he is. <laughs> that's the big reveal as you find out a Cenerax identity at the end. <laughs> you just just unmasked it's just Nick Faldo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how he was the why he was the first golfer I thought of, but there you go. Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't even know he was a golfer. Oh, okay. He unmasked and he's uh, Jack Nichol. Wait, no. I was a Jack Nicholson, but that's for the, the, for that's the shining. Um, <laughs> he unmasked and he's uh, Tiger Woods. There we go. He's a. Yeah. Master, he's Tiger Woods. Is he no a bastard? Ah, but so is Cedric. Cedric's a witch who's like. Who like. Spoilers for Tomb of Annihilation. Well, spoilers for Tomb of Annihilation. Like, tries to like. Buff undead gods and things like that and builds loads of dungeons. You know, he's a witch. Does Tiger Woods not strike you as someone who could be a witch in day to day life? Yeah, he has survived a lot of car crashes. Also, think about it, right? His name's Acerarak. That's a car wreck, but spelt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got that fair in Smith yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Is that your yeah. pitch? Wonderful, Glenn. So, in conclusion, Tiger Woods is a witch. Okay. And <laughs> in, in conclusion, golf, the third most boring sport on the planet. Okay. So, can I go first again? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, man. So, Glenn, it's going to sound weird. I want this game. I'm used to it. Great. You you could do like a whole... There's a lot of stuff you could do. It could be like a Mario Party kind of thing, but D&D. Yeah. That, that, it just sounds like a fun little fun, fun, fun. It's not a serious yeah. thing. It's a casual game. It's going to be just... You could hang out with some friends, eat some pizza, and watch as this bard tries to sing a ball into a hole it, it's it's fun um exactly there's there's not much to it but there doesn't need to be much to it it's just golf but D D golf exactly yeah i'm not yeah. saying like you know when i was saying earlier about those games that you can play and you can listen to or they have like you know radio broadcast in the background mm. you can pick up the story on i'm in this isn't like it's just golf yeah it's just golf i'm in it that's it green light i'm in go boom yeah so i've got more to say first sorry um just a little bit more to add uh So, I'm assuming we're sticking to like the Forgotten Realms then, yeah? Or do we get with like, the Eberron and the Dragonlands DLC eventually, I'm assuming, I? Well, it, it, it's just kind of like, you know, throughout kind of classic yeah. D&D locations. Like, the first one is just, like, I thought of. Yeah. Was, you know, some of the ones we'd been to. Yeah, that makes sense, because I, I, I recognise some of them. Um, no, I mean, obviously, that, I mean, obviously I'm not going to, like, sit here and question the D&D old knowledge, but, you know, that uh-huh. that makes sense, like... Um, do you know the best part of it is I was, I was sitting thinking of what locations you could have in it. I was like, aye, oh, aye. you could like, you could like, <coughs> you could like take a trip to like when you're going to like um, the Nine Hells and you're going to like the, the Bizarro River. Like as Modes could approach you and they could like offer you like a hole in one where in return for your soul. And you go with those, like, you go make deals with you could make like, deals with devils and I'm like that sounds fun. Um, aye. you could play through the. Uh... Through the Sunless Citadel and like watch the kobolds and the goblins fight over the ball and all that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could do like. Uh, you could like go to. Um, end up in Ravenloft, though that's probably more DLC. And like. Uh, and, 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 no, I, and, no, and you're I, playing I all the way. There's like, like Castle Ravenloft's one big course. I like, you know, Castle Ravenloft would be a brilliant level in it. Yeah. It's a part. It's a past sixty nine. Hey, um, aye, uh, but I. Uh, this is stupid, and I mean that in the the, the nicest way possible, um, and I love it. <laughs> Good time. And it's a it's a fun wee idea. So you know what, Greenlight, 
So you went Harry yes. this week, as usual. Um, Excellent. I will say, I had a banger of an idea, and I just thought it was too boring. Like it, It's one of those ones where it's like, I'm really, really proud of what I come up with. But it would just have been me, like, just kind of going on about, like, a really cool fantasy setting. And it wouldn't have been, you know, it wouldn't have been, like, it would have been a really cool game, but it wouldn't have been very entertaining to listen to, so that's why I changed it. But the idea that I did have, just to get out there, was, um, I didn't want to go Forgotten Realms, I feel like that's so high fantasy. And I thought Eberon would be in this kind of high magic, kind of, like, setting, where, like, magic's going to replace technology. I thought the idea of, like, a kind of, you know, a kind of third person over the shoulder action RPG where like you can make decisions and they ha- they matter and you can join various factions with them really cool and like you can get into like fights in like the lightning rail which is the magic train that runs on lightning magic and stuff like that um, and the kind of main plot would be about like the Lords of Dusk who are trying to resurrect kind of the devils into the world who once ruled it um, and because obviously they're devils they'll try and make bargains with you so you can do an evil playthrough and there's various decisions you can make and it'd be I hate to use Skyrim as the prime example, but it'd be like that kind of game, but you know, like within like a fairly unique setting that's all high magic and kind of magic punk. I guess is the term we would use for like cyberpunk or steampunk. It's like mage punk. Yeah, mage punk. I guess mage would be a good term because as it'd be like cause, you know magic is like the technology of that setting, and I I feel like that could have been a really cool idea, but I also don't think it would have been very fun to listen to. So that's why I didn't do it. No worries. So yeah, I thought you were going to say that. I had that written down word for word here. That I thought you would say that. So, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to our resident winner, Glenn, once again bringing home the bacon. Wee bacon. Wee bacon. Uh, just to be clear, Glenn, I'm, I'm admitting it wouldn't have won. <laughs> right, or, or it would have won, but it wouldn't have made good podcast content, and I care about that more. Oh, good. Yeah. Should have just played golf, then. True. Uh, the, the, the golf was good. Anyway. Anyway, as our anyway. resident Victoire man, you uh-huh. may start with the plug. Yes, when I'm not uh, pretending to give a fuck about golf, it's not the most boring sport on the planet <laughs> or in the Forgotten Realms. Uh, I'm playing the least boring instrument. Bass. <laughs> Who laughed? Me. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, I play bass in a band called Ono. That's A W N A W. Uh, we have a wee EP on Spotify, so we have more music in Spotify than Neil Young does currently. Yeah, that's uh, impressive. Ono, oh, no again. It is impressive. He's got like five hundred albums out this year. It's great. I love him. Oh, he's so good. What a guy. <laughs> Uh, it's called Honor No Again. We've got a video on YouTube called Honor Secret Face. And we've got a Facebook page called Honor. A secret Facebook? It's it's, uh, it's not secret though, you can find it. You just look I've probably said that before, sorry guys. That was actually likely the kind of, you know, organisational page name. Oh, okay. It was Honor Secret Facebook, but we don't use it anymore because it was nothing we couldn't do in the group chat. Oh, that makes you sense, probably, eh? You probably came. I'm talking about Jacob. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Alright. That's, that's what Discord anyway. servers are for now, man. I don't even use Facebook Messenger or anything like that. So, uh, delivering via Discord, man, is the easiest place. I guess it's because, probably because what I do is so linked to gaming that, like, using uh, a platform with Discord makes the most sense. But, you know, yeah, anyway. Exactly. 
<coughs> who's next? I'll, I'll, I'll roll to see who goes next. Cool. Uh, Roll. Did you want odds or evens? Uh, evens. Cool. Uh, two. You go next. Cool. Or you can pick who goes next. Yeah, I'll go next. Aye. Uh, so, uh, as I just mentioned to the gaming, uh, I stream on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash underscore. Don't uh, forget the underscore. Underscore. Mainly like JRPGs and stuff on there. Uh, when this goes out, I don't know what I'll be streaming because I think I'll finish both my games by then. We'll see. Uh, so, I'll be streaming something on there. You know, JRPGs, Pokemon, Final Fantasy. Stuff like that. I play a lot of obscure, more obs- not obscure stuff, but I play a lot of kind of like forgotten classics, like Legend of Dragoon, Sky of Arcadia, that kind of stuff. Uh, started a YouTube channel. It's Parsath underscore. There might be stuff on there by the time this comes out. I don't know. Uh, that's going to be like for like Let's Plays that I do like offline, mostly Pokemon stuff, because like there's a lot of Pokemon content on YouTube, so it's easy to get found. Uh, and I'm going to do some non gaming stuff as well. I have some planned stuff for that. Uh, TikTok is past that with the underscore. I feel like I have so much to plug, man. Uh, on that content guy, man. Uh, yeah, I've started posting more regularly on TikTok. Check that out. Uh, and I'm actually having fun with TikTok now. I did, before I just did it, just <sighs> now I kind of like it. No, honestly, right? You know what? See, when you get past all the cringe, there's some good stuff on there. There is some funny stuff. Have you seen that? Any of the TikTok of the guys at the kind of the stage combat training? <laughs> No, I don't have it. Okay, I'll, I'll show you after this, Harry, because you will appreciate this. Me, this is something you will find funny. Trust me. Okay. Um, and yeah, Twitter, twitter.com slash parsath with the underscore. I'm on Facebook without the underscore, although I've not really used the Facebook much recently. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, Ooh. go watch me play video games and do stuff. And Jacob. So, I am in a heavy metal band called Inquire Within. We have just begun our UK tour, with the next date being mid-February at Hammerfest in Birmingham. Be there or don't, it's your choice. Um, Aside from that, every Thursday at 11pm, I am the radio host DJ Vlad. And my cabinet of curiosities will be open to all of you over on Hard Rock Hell Radio. Um, that's all the plugs. That's all the games. That's all the fun that there's going to be until we come back. Thank you for listening to three fail Spiderzillas. I fucking brought it back right at the uh, end. Ah, wanker. <laughs> I'm going to run a Spiderzilla in my next D&D campaign just to kill Jacob with it. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. Bye, guys.